Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. If you like this podcast, why not get a tattoo of it? Or rate, review, and subscribe. Either one, your choice. But we'd really like the tattoo. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The School for Dumb Women, the podcast where three problematic faves discuss the subjects you're too proud to admit you know nothing about. I'm your hostwoman, pop star in a Native American headdress, Hannah Varrell. Joining me is comedian and men's rights activist, Alexandra Haddo. Men have invented all of my favourite ice cream flavours, Hannah, and you bleeding heart liberals would do well to remember that. And novelist and moon landing denier, Caroline O'Donoghue. It's not that I deny they landed there, it's just that I think they swapped out Buzz Aldrin with an alien. That's fair. This week we're talking about why the Lloyd's TSB horse wants you to have a day off, how sporks and chickens came to encapsulate teen humour, and metaphysical burly protectors. So, put your out-of-office on, grab your guardian angel, and make like salad fingers. Let's crack on with the show. Caroline, John Travolta is hovering at your shoulder dressed as Michael from his popular 1996 film of the same name. (laughs) What is going on? Little known fact about that film, Nora Ephron wrote it. Did she? It's one of those Nora Ephron films that no one's ever seen or heard about or cares about. Oh, amazing. No Meg Ryan, only weird angel stories. Wow. I don't. I almost don't want that to taint. Although Michael isn't that bad as a film. I can't remember anything about it. But the main thing is that we're talking about guardian angels okay. today. Great. And I'll tell you for why. Uh, as you know, I love all kind of metaphysical, supernatural bullshit, but I've never really thought about guardian angels before. I've always thought it was a bit mad. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, just a bit, bit of a bridge too far. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fair. Um, but this weekend I had a transcendental experience. Would you <gasps> Ooh, like to hear about it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, bit of a long story, but I'll try and make it as short as I can. I was at End of the Road Festival. Uh, I was promoting my book, Promising Young Women. It's in all good bookshops. Um, so, and in the morning, I had this brilliant event. Um, it was like a, a sort of a packed out tent and loads of people there. It went really, really well. I was feeling really, really good about it. And then I was asked to go to the um, sort of bookshop tent yeah. later in the day to go and sign some books and cool. whatever, which is, you know, what you're expected to do with these things. Yeah. And so I went along a few hours later, not really realising that people who had been to and enjoyed the talk a few hours previously would have basically forgotten it by then because it's a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was in this really weird, awkward situation where I was standing next to this quite successful very fanciable male author <gasps> but there was a queue of about 50 people queuing up for him for his book oh, and no. there was literally zero people oh. looking for my book oh, or buying pal. my book and you know what guys I'm just gonna be upfront about this it was kind of hard it yeah because yeah. I literally I mean I'm about 15 years younger than this guy I probably looked like I was his PA just sort of yeah. standing next to him signing copies of my book uselessly and you know I then I sort of did that for about 15 minutes and then I kind of made my excuses and got out of there and I got on with my day I had a brilliant day I had a brilliant night had loads of drinks my, loads of my friends were there had a great time at the festival but it came to that point at about half three in the morning where the sort of the emotional kind of smarting of that event kind of came back to me I was kind yeah. of sobering up you know yeah, how it is yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of, I was walking around this sort of dark festival, basically emptied out with Gavin. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Like that kind of, that did sort of um, upset me a bit today. It was quite hard. And I was having this crisis of confidence and I was like, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do this. And you know, I mean, fill in the blanks yourself. Think of your most emotionally vulnerable that you've been with your partner at three in the morning. And then suddenly this creature comes up to me. (laughs) This, I think she's about five foot nothing with eyes like saucers 
Um, Luna Lovegood. And she, she like, <laughs> this girl, she said to me, excuse me, are you from Dumb Women? <gasps> and I said, yes. And she said, I just recognised your voice from over there. I love your podcast. I love your voice. I'm going back to my tent right now to listen to podcasts. I'm probably going to listen to yours. <gasps> oh! Thank you so much. And I've never believed in guardian angels before, but there's something about this girl just sort of like floating down from heaven yeah. in my time of need when I was feeling kind yeah, of it's so really low. Cool. It was very cool. And yeah. I've never had anything like that happen. So um, Emma, if you're listening, I hope you still are and I haven't like weirded you out. Maybe she's <laughs> gone back to heaven. Uh. Um, well, she tweeted me actually. So. No, I mean heaven the gay bar. Oh, right. <laughs> That's where they all That's hang out. That's where they all go. Of course. Um... So, you know, uh, I thought I would do the section in, in dedication of her, my guardian angel. I'm doing guardian angels now. Oh, it's lovely. the whole thing. Okay, so there was a study a couple of years ago of almost 2,000 people, all in America, all from across different religions, ethnicities, backgrounds, class, whatever. And 55% of them believed in angels. What? More than half. More than half. Even the actual Whoa. researcher himself was like, I, I did not expect this. Um, were they talking about the Robbie Williams popular hit? <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe in it. I believe it will make it to Christmas number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a very, very interesting study. And um, what the kind of researcher said was that, you know, the only thing that was clear from it was that people in America, regardless of what they actually believed in creed wise were all spiritual to an extent that they believed that somebody was or an entity a spiritual entity was looking out after them so it's not specifically like a christian thing is no, it no not at I all i kind of think of it as being christian but i have no idea i definitely do think about it, but the fact that they're you know all different kinds um, says a lot and uh, there are also a few theories that because Catholicism has lots of like saints for different things. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, there's a bit like patron saint for sore throats and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, which I grew up with and was very fun, by the way. Yeah. Um, Much more fun than Protestantism. Yeah. It's like, it's a very like, it's a big sort of selection box, a bit of a military yeah. yeah. Catholicism. I enjoyed it. Um, but I think, you know, people were a bit like, oh, they've got a thing. They've got all their different <laughs> different people doing different stuff, all the different little Power Rangers yeah. doing their thing. Why don't we have that? Oh, we'll have. Guardian angels, just for us. We'll have our little butlers, our spiritual butlers, yeah. following us around the place, helping us out of trouble. And I was actually very surprised to find out that... Um, so one of my favourite uh, writers, Daniel Mallory Ortberg, who used to run The Toast with Nicole Cliff. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. His father is um, John Ortberg, who is the leader of a very large church um, in California. And he believes in angels. And he has gone on the record in, like important religious papers talking about it so that was a weird thing Wait, his to father discover or, or he has his father John Ortberg oh, okay. um, so John Ortberg who is the head of this Presbyterian church in California says a lot of times when people hear about angels they think about these cartoon figures with wings halos and harps I don't think that's the idea I think the idea is that we live in a spiritual reality and there are spiritual beings that God has created and we call them angels I think people can be fascinated by angels and talk about them because angels are less threatening than God. Ooh. And I think that's very, very interesting. Because yeah, because they're only like a little part of it. Yeah, like a little, like like a Pikachu, you know, to ashes, <laughs> to God's Ash Ketchum, you know. <laughs> so like, is there a difference between angels and guardian angels? I don't totally know. But do I do all angels guard? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, there's always that thing in all kind of folklore, whether it's like touched by an angel or Michael which we brought up earlier on of like a guardian angel is somebody who's like pissed off God in some way and is sent to earth right. to like earn his wings back or her wings back yeah. and then by doing something incredibly noble or helping someone in a very selfless way and then they just get their wings and go back to heaven and they just ha- need have some a jolly Red Bull, man. That just... yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like back um, up. it's a wonderful life like he's he's earning his wings right yeah Clarence Clarence. Yeah. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. How bad it, is that? It's really lovely, but wait for Christmas. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, can we watch it all at Christmas? Dumb, <gasps> big Dumb Christmas. Oh, oh, that'll be lovely. Yeah. Let's do that. Um, yeah, the, there's the, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, that's nice. Um, 
So yeah, there's nothing really in the Bible to support the idea that anybody has guardian angels. So it's weird that everyone just sort of came up with it. But I do think it's this sort of like American insistence on shows like Touched by an Angel, which were huge. It was a TV show that went on for like 20 years in America of essentially these fallen angels helping humans out. And it was so big that people just seemed to adapt the idea that it was fact, I suppose. Oh, right. But it was fiction. Like Oh yeah, no, yeah. it was 100% it wasn't someone fi- who was like... You know, being like, I'm your guardian angel, babe. And then like... <laughs> no, it wasn't like Queer Eye We're for... going to sort out your taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but like everybody who watched that show seemed to essentially adapt... Not everybody, but a lot of people seemed to adapt the exact same ideology that the show's creators came up with them, that they're just like these humans that seem like they're humans, but actually <gasps> they're these weird metaphysical forces here to help you. Mm. Um. People are so passionate about this that there are guides all over the internet in very serious sort of websites that I have used for other things about how to identify an angel sighting. Oh, okay. Let's get into it, guys. Changes in temperature. The room may get warmer or colder inexplicably. The way angels vibrate can slow or speed up the molecules in the air, resulting in a change of temperature. Oh, that's a bit weird, actually, because that means that a lot of angels must descend sort of September, October time. Yeah. And then leave in sort of May, I'd say. Yeah, all around kind of, you know, that time in the evening where, like, you think it's a hot day and then it actually starts <laughs> getting gets, cooler and you have to shut the window. Yeah. Yeah. Should I not shut the window? Because then what if the angel can't get in? Yeah. Yeah, or if you're sitting in a cafe doing a bit of work and then suddenly it gets really cold because four <gasps> people have come in at once. Yeah. That's an angel. That's an angel. They're all angels. Ordering a cafe latte. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is unexplained fragrances. Great. So next time I fart, I'm just going to blame it on an <laughs> yeah, angel. Blame it on the angel. I'm going to be. A, is that an, yeah. an angel's like announcement instead of like a, a herald or a cupid or something like. Doo, 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 doo. It's just like. Right. <laughs> yeah. an, an angel has come. Yeah, an angel has visited us. Yeah. <laughs> I've been touched by an angel on my sphincter. <laughs> There's a splinter in my sphincter. <laughs> oh no. There's an angel in your sphincter, and you'll treat it with respect. Sorry. Um, next one um, voices murmuring to you Ooh, like the ones outside the studio in the corridor that yes slightly <laughs> here other people waiting to record their podcasts <laughs> yes or like when my housemate puts my door open and goes Alex you awake <laughs> you awake babe <laughs> you awake is that an angel um, the weird thing about this is that obviously if you're claiming to see angels then you know people are going to think that you're a bit mad and also t- saying that voices are talking to you it's kind of one, one of the number one signs of being a bit mad mm. yeah. so I think people get themselves into hot water with that one hot really. water that's oh. only hot because there's an angel and it's here to <laughs> get water up <laughs> um, the next one uh, very common in all of the guides I read everyone right. seems to agree on this one different coloured lights will appear oh, oh well, seeing, that's nice seeing shafts of light streaming or shooting around you are definite indications of angels. You may notice sparks of light or become very aware of shadows around you. Do not be afraid. The angels do not want to harm you. Wow. Oh, that's that's nice. It is a bit nice. And also kind of, do you know how like when you rub your eyes or something and you see purple dots around the place? Yeah. If I was, you know, an idiot, (laughs) I could be convinced that that was an angel. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Also, maybe it's just like people that always help you out in real life can be called your guardian angel. Yeah, like Emma. Yes, Ah, exactly. Um, Unexpected feathers. Right. I mean, that one... On your body? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say. This is why I need a bikini wax. The angels. (laughs) Um, Are there feathers all around you for whatever reason? Did you not particularly seek this out? It's a sign they are near and paying attention to you. Wow. How many times have you just like had a shit pillow though? Yeah. And there was just a bit of feather everywhere. Oh my God, yeah. when, the, when the sharp bit of the feather is sticking oh, out through the, the pillow. Oh, the worst. Oh, no. An unexpected feather. It is the worst. Why do you guys have real feather pillows? Are you like the queen or something? Oh, they're just so much nicer. They are nicer. Although sometimes when they get older, they go into like clumps and things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're real, yeah. They really gather in bits of the pillow. Yeah. It's not worth it. And the last one is communication through dreams, which is, you know... Number- oh, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's very... I don't think it should be on the list. I think it should be stricken. I think unexpected feathers should really be the one that we yeah. all land on here. That's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. So now you know how to um, expect and spot a guardian angel. Um, so if if I- you had a guardian angel, what do you think he or she or they would look like? Ooh, good question. I think mine would be like... 
Oh, hang on, I've got two ideas in my head, but I think mine would be Estelle from Friends. <laughs> As in Joey's agent Joey's who dies. Agent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a guardian angel. But she'd be like that sort of character, and she'd be she'd like basically talk me into stuff and tell me not to be scared, and like maybe give me fifty quid every now and then. Oh, very good. She'd always yeah. be smoking a cigarette, but I would never be able to smell the smoke because it's disgusting. Oh yeah, that's good, and that's the unexpected smells. Yes, exactly. Yes. And she'd probably be wearing some sort of feather boa. So <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Anna. I think that's what mine would be. I don't know. I think mine could be like uh, Danny DeVito and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh nice. I see that for As you. In quite sort of brash, no nonsense would stop me sort of ever like worrying about like, is this thing right or whatever? It'd just be like, yeah, let's go for it. We're going to steal this drink. We're going <laughs> to... I don't advocate stealing, by the way, but Danny DeVito might. I do. Oh. Fixing so that's very crime. interesting. So you're sort of like, um, your guardian angels are both things that you'd like like to see more of in your own personality. Oh, this has got deep. Like you'd like oh. to be brasher and you'd like to wear more feathers and smoke. Yes, there is that, yes. I wish I was cool enough. <laughs> what would yours look like? Well, I have Emma. I already got one. I'm sorted, lads. Oh, oh that's true, She's yeah. in the pocket. Yeah, amazing. And um, I suppose, I mean, she was very um, small and delicate and feminine, which are all insecurities I have about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you are wearing a floral headscarf tonight. So I know, yeah. You do look very hippie. Thank you, mate. Thank you. And now we come to our newest segment, Women Who Glow, with our resident expert, Dr. Jane Frail. Uh, Alex, you, you actually didn't get to meet her properly last time, did you? No, I didn't, which was weird, actually. And she took a bit of an aversion to me, but um, I've brought her some chocolate and uh, I hope we can be friends now. Yeah, d- does she eat chocolate? I, I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, she loves food and putting things in her body. Yeah, so. that's true. Oh, sorry, guys. I'll have to check this. Alex, nothing bad. You said silent for recording. Hang on. Hello. What? My my house now now. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Right. Okay. Um. Right. I'll be right there. Guys, that was a woman from the fire brigade. My house is on fire. I have to go right now. Oh, are you, are you kidding me? That's it's the middle of the episode. Look, I live really close. I'll be back in approximately four to five minutes. All right, well, make sure you save, you know, your promotional tote bag collection because they're really going to be worth something someday. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Don't worry. All right, bye. Hope it's okay. Unprofessional. So, Han, how's the house move going? Um, Yeah, actually, I prefer if you didn't speak to me when Alex isn't in the room. It just seems like a waste of time. Okay. Cool. Hi! Hello, dears. Hi, Dr. Jane. It's so nice to see you again. It's average to see you, dears. Boy, hello, my lovelies. It's an absolute pleasure to be here again, and I'm really sorry I had to rush off last time. I had to teach Jeremy Clarkson transcendental meditation while providing him gentle hand relief. But I'm here now, and that's what counts. Has anyone got a tissue? Uh, yeah, right I right here. Oh, thank you so much, Lovely. Dear. Um, uh, so, w- won't you take a seat? Oh, absolutely not. No, thank you. I won't, if you don't mind. I'm, uh, I'm practising internal feng shui, which basically means that I can't create any right angles with my body, lest the chi in my pelvis get lodged in my arsehole. So I'll stand. Uh, okay, so what are you um, here to talk to us about today, Jane? Today I'm giving my lesson on mindfulness, which, as some of my avid fans will know, was part of a TED, or TED Talk, I performed at TEDx Kettering, a subterranean conference for the sewer people of Northamptonshire. Oh, um, well, I've heard of mindfulness, and I think it actually sounds really interesting. I think, you know, I think all of us would be better off if we mm. had a bit more awareness and a few more, like, cognitive tactics to help us control our mental health and our well-being. Ah, you're absolutely right, love. Uh, for example, uh, imagine you've been in a car accident. Okay. Are you imagining it? I am. It's okay. grisly. Yep. Hannah? I'm. Yeah, I've got it. Okay, well, you don't seem to have it, dear. Look, look like you're imagining it. Yeah, right, okay. great. You know how it is. You've had a bit of iron brew go down the wrong tube and you're gagging like the only whore at a policeman's disco and you swear of an accidentally kill a cyclist. Oh, God. So this is an example of how to practice mindfulness? Yes, 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 is it, yes. Is it a realistic example? Let's not go into that, Caroline. Nothing was ever proven. So um, it doesn't matter what the example is. That's what I'm trying to get across. Uh, the point is that you can either internalise all of the negative energy of the event, you know, dwelling on it, beating yourself up, releasing all these poisonous toxins into your bloodstream, getting addicted to Quantro, you know, those sort of things. Or you could take a deep breath, count to ten, let it go, and just simply drive away. 
Wait, so you... But then you leave the cyclists? Absolutely, my darling. You know, too many women take on the emotional labour of cyclists. Sorry, other people. And it's not good for their mental health. Why do you think most women are madder than a badger's britches, eh? So what you're saying is that My we loves, should... I must go. I'm on pain display outside. And quite frankly, the fee for this is not even covering my Valium addiction. Right, well, thank you so much for stopping by, Dr. Frail. It's been very illuminating and No worrying. problem, Hen. Anytime. As long as that wee pale freak isn't here, I'll always swing by. She just freaks me out with her little bird face and her wet, suspicious eyes. Yeah, I hope, I hope she's okay. I'm sorry. Bye, Hannah. Yeah. Oh, my God, Alex. Yes. Is your house okay? Um, How are the tote bags? False alarm, weirdly. It's oh. almost as if that... Was, wasn't real. God, how often does that happen? False alarm in a house fire. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The woman sounded really nice as well. And was sort she of... Scottish? Yeah. Sort of calming but then troubling. Y- yes. That's weird. Yeah. What happened when I was out? Anything? No, nothing much. Jane came in. I thought you said you weren't going to book her again after how horrible she was to me. Yeah, but she's um... got, she's got 24,000 Twitter followers, so... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah, get off your traffic cone and take your purple wombat out of your arsehole. Oh, oh my god, it's hurting my spleen. Oh. That's so cringe, isn't it? God, you're random. Ugh. You're so, so random. Which I'm for some so reason random. was a compliment in 2004. Why? Yes, huge, huge compliment. I can't remember why we were discussing this the other day, but off podcast, uh, you and I, Caroline, had a conversation about random and how in like 2004, 2005, when we were... How old were you? I was like... I was 14. 13, 14? Yeah. I was as old as the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ha- we should say that, you know, most of our podcast topics are quite evergreen, but like this is very specific to if you were a teenager in the early noughties, isn't it? I think so, yeah. And basically... Also, when we're having this private conversation, and also we don't exist off podcast. <laughs> We went for drinks. It wasn't a big thing. Oh, no, it's fine. It's me and Caroline and Harry well, Harris, who does the jingles. And, mm, you know, you know, Gavin, Gavin all, Day, all of your friends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when yeah. was this? <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about how in kind of two thousand and four, the word "random" was like the biggest compliment you could pay someone. Like it was the coolest thing to be. If you could be random, then you were like kooky. Set. Yeah. You were the coolest kid in class because you made jokes about sporks like and badges and stuff like that. And I just thought, isn't that such a strange specific thing? And how weird that you had it in your school and I had it in my yeah. school. In different Alex, countries. Did you have this in your school? We didn't have schools when I was growing up. Oh, I'm so I see. old. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And I asked some friends who lived in different countries and stuff. Um, a friend in Australia said it happened in her school. Wow. A friend that lived in like Wales said it happened in his school. Like, it seems like if you were a young teenager around 2004, you're obsessed with stuff being random. The thing that keeps popping into my head, even though it doesn't, I don't think it had it in the film, but this sort of genre was 10 Things I Hate About You. Like, that's the sort of high school thing I've got in my head. Like, oh, you're so random. Yeah, I think it's in Clueless as well. It's not in that film, but that's Ah. just, like, the sort of genre that's... Yeah, mm. and I think you know it probably mean? was an American thing as well. So I tried to kind of look into it. Um, obviously, like, yeah, different towns, as I said, all reporting the same phenomenon. Um, and basically what it seems to come down to is the internet, right? So around 2004, mm-hmm. kids oh. started using the internet... And you could kind of see anything. And you could do that Google thing, which was... Um, Stumble Upon. Stumble Upon. What no. on about? Stumble Upon was a website which just generated, like, it just it just yeah. sent you to any random, but, like, actually random No, on Google uh, it website. used to be, you actually Googled something or you could press, I'm feeling lucky. And yeah! It just, yeah! And it would just send lucky, you something yeah. random. <gasps> yes. Yeah. That's true. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because like back then, where when the internet started being usable for the first time in a properly mainstream way, and everybody had like that big, huge computer in their study or in the corner of the sitting room or whatever, yeah. um, it was like it felt so huge, and it felt like you could literally see anything at any time yeah, for yeah, any yeah. reason. Yeah. But now, like it's very targeted. Like everything you yeah. see is specifically yeah. for you. It completely feels like the internet has got smaller and which, worse. In, in actual fact, it absolutely hasn't. It's just getting bigger and bigger every single day, um, which is really strange. But yeah, so I kind of, I kind of looked into it a bit more specifically. And um, do you remember Weeble and Bob? Yes, I loved Weeble and Bob. Yeah. I don't. 
Weeble and Bub were like these eggs that would just kind of like would rock back and rock forth and talk to, to each other in a weird voice and be like, "Hey, Bob, do you like pie?" And like pie as well was one of the kind of big, big words. It was like yeah. pie, chickens, pigeons in my school. I asked um, mm. my friend Rosie what she remembered of the random incident because like. In, in our school she was definitely one of the people who was like really into it mm. and she was like yeah we were all obsessed with pigeons what do you yeah. mean into it pigeons. I just thought it was like a thing saying like oh you're so random so for, so for us it was like a proper kind of cultural phenomenon it was like if you know when you were 10 you would be funny by like I don't know making jokes about your teachers or something when you were 13 you would be hilarious if you just came up with this like kind of idea that was just a load of disparate elements put together. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, me and my friend had this game where we'd just say random words to each other and mm-hmm. then this sounds like I was a bully, but I wasn't. There was this other <laughs> girl that wanted to be involved and then whatever she said would be like, well, no, that doesn't work, does it? Oh, Yeah, no, cruel. but there was such a fine poetry to it, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think it's about discovering as well that some words are just funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. pigeon is a funny word. Yeah. Trumpet is a funny word. Yeah. Badger is a funny word. Yeah. yeah. And well, then you kind of insert, not a funny like, word. Uh, yeah. like, like, objects into it and kind of, like, create juxtapositions of, like, you know, it's a badger wearing a monocle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Riding a scooter. These um, are all, like, actual toilet signs now instead of men and women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a bar down the road. Yeah. Um, maybe I didn't explain that very well, but, like, in... No, I get it now. I know what you mean. In 2004, there was a real trend of, like, just coming up with weird situations and being more random than someone else. But the, the, I think the thing about the whole random trend was just the idea of plucking a word out of thin air. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. completely, yeah. But it also, it wasn't because it was always the same sort of word cloud of adjectives and nouns. Yes, yeah. completely. There were, only, there were only actually quite few kind of nouns that you could pick from. Like, there were a few animals that were funny and there were some animals that weren't funny. You couldn't, you couldn't talk about cats. Yeah. Or like, cats weren't on it. Dingoes. Dingoes are funny. Yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to think of funny animals now. <laughs> Maybe giraffes. No, giraffes weren't funny. No. No, Hippo? no, no. No. But anyway, so I think kind of Weeble and Bob and those sort of like flash animations. Remember watching flash animations on I loved them, computer yeah. and just being like, wow, like this is cool. And they were all created by like one person pretty much. Yeah, who was that guy? So there was a guy called John T. Picking who created um, Weeble Pardon? and Bob. Badgers, do you remember that? Badgers, 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 mushroom, mushroom. And then there was like a snake in there somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Magical Trevor. Magical Trevor, yeah. Charlie the Unicorn. Salad Fingers. Yes, Charlie the Unicorn. Okay, I know Salad Fingers. I feel as old as time over here. I know. So I kind of was trying to look into like where it actually started. Um, And there was a great BBC News article uh, from 2005 that was like decoding teen slang. And they're all such awful words um it's like koch do you want to come and koch at my house koch did you never have that no, i thought that was a welsh that's, that's just a welsh word for like Kutch. spooning isn't it Kutch. Kutch, yeah yeah that's different oh. um but the bbc wrote um random odd irregular crazy out there not used when something is genuinely random but as an adjective by those who like to think they live a life less ordinary and have a wacky sense of humor so condescending and yet so accurate yes i know um i and feel then, like it's like hello fellow kids <laughs> <laughs> and random also got absolutely roasted on know your meme do you know no it's like a kind of kind of track yeah the... I, it's a, a wonderful resource and website and also very mean about people yes exactly yeah. it's brilliant. i don't know it because i'm a crone oh you just don't like the internet as much as me and Helen like the internet no yeah you have friends yeah the tv show <laughs> not people so on Know Your Meme, it says the origin of the phrase is not known, uh, but usage is reported to be found around 2004, like we said. And it brought up this thing called Katie the Penguin of Doom, which I'd never heard of. No, heard of no, I've not heard of that. Okay, so it's like, it's a meme, basically. And it and Katie the Penguin of Doom is kind of written in like leet speak, which is when you take numbers and kind of put it in where the, you know, like an E turns into a three and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, like MSN screen names. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And so basically it was this block of text that was like a girl introducing herself to an internet forum and it became this thing that people copied and pasted like into different forums and stuff to like, you know, just kind of... Basically take the piss out of the person. Yeah, I guess so. To. And it's so, it's so 
awful. It's basically like, hi everyone, I'm new, five exclamation marks, holds up spork. My name is Katie, but you can call me the penguin of doom, five exclamation marks. Is this like the the origin of like the manic pixie dream girl? Yeah, it is. I'm picturing like Zoe Deschanel walking into a canteen being like, hey, do you like... Flowers? I like flowers. Yeah, but not flowers. Like, that's not random enough. No. I'm not like everyone else. Like, like okay, I'm paper clips. different, yeah. but I'm different in exactly the same way as everyone else is different. Yes, it's but th- like, I mean, that's oh. been happening in teen culture since time immemorial, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, be- being goth to be individual and then looking the same as the other goths. Like, you want to be part of a tribe, but you also want to be apart from society. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it's just the most awful block of text I've ever seen. And she's like, lol, as you can see, I'm very random. That's why I came here to meet random people like me. And then she goes on to say, like, I hope to make a lot of friends here. So give me lots of comments, sis. Exclamation marks. Doom. And then a little arrow to it that says, me being random again. Ha ha. Oh, oh, this, very... this is making me physically cringe. I know. It doesn't even say ha ha. It says he he. You know, H-E-H-E. Toodles, love and waffles. Toodles, love and... Penguin uh, of Doom. This is so, so oh, triggering. I, so I, so... I used to be on internet forums so much when I was about 14 and I probably talked exactly like oh, that. Oh, we all yeah. talked yeah, yeah. like dickheads. Yeah. No, it's just, it's so of its time, isn't it? As yeah. the elderly statesman of this podcast, sure. I'm going to call that Vic and Bob started Random Culture with Shooting Stars because that was before oh, it all and they had a lot that? of random stuff. Like late nineties, yeah. I just know, but even if you think of all those like um, British comedies, like Bottom and stuff, they were all really random. Like you suddenly have like a cutaway of a talking carrot for no reason. Yeah, know? yeah, true. Yeah, just... and then and then it kind of translated as well into like into other TV shows, like The Mighty Boosh. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was obsessed with that when I was like fourteen. But even stuff like Anchorman with that. Remember, I Love Lamp was everywhere for like that yeah. was that was the mo- yes. most mainstream a film could possibly be, yeah. and that was completely partaking in that culture. Yeah, yeah. and then things like Family Guy as well, just like which still exists. Oh god! But the whole thing oh. of Family Guy was just that like it would have a main plot, which would be like Peter gets a new job, and then it would just be twenty two minutes of cutaways. To nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, exactly. so, like a talking yeah, I got... or, like a chicken fight. Yeah, I never got as into Family Guy as I thought I would because I feel like that's I could just dip in because that's all it was. You know yeah, what I mean? there was yeah. no real emotional thorough line no. the way Simpsons did. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it wasn't like satire the way South Park was. It was just yeah. like trading off this weird internet culture with occasional good jokes. Yeah. yeah. But so I just I just thought it was quite interesting as well how like how all of these people from these different you know areas of the world all kind of felt like this was their thing and we never kind of were connected at that time so no one yeah, oh, I, I, guess, yeah. I guess you know but I guess we were because we were we all could have been connected. on the internet yeah, yeah we could have gone on Habbo Hotel did you ever do that <gasps> yeah oh, there's a very real chance you and I spoke on Habbo Hotel <laughs> we don't even know did Maybe. you have Roller Coaster Tycoon yeah no. so that yes. wasn't an online game yeah that was just a game oh yeah <laughs> I don't know the difference Never mind. Alex is like I had a computer too guys <laughs> I used to play Frogger and Lemmings Earthworm Jim oh Earthworm Jim but yeah. I just think it's it's quite cute how everyone kind of thinks that this was just amongst their friends yeah um, and someone actually who I know from school said um, she had a theory that our friend's older sister who was a stoner um, was like kind of making all of these like stoner humour jokes that are kind of like random in the real sense of the word that like Mm. things pop into your head and you're like cool talk about that and that he as a kind of you know 10 year old or whatever didn't quite get it and so it translated into this random humour and she was like yeah I think that's where it came from it's like I, d- I really like the fact that we he thought his sister up- invented an entire subculture yeah. of how people communicate. That's and then cute. also, you know, the use of random as a noun, as in like to describe a person. So you're like, oh yeah, some random came up to me and just yes. told me, yeah, yeah. Which, and I, you still say randomer, don't you? Which kind of still exists to this yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, I say that. Yeah. My friend Emily also said that she thinks she invented random as a noun. Oh wow! She, as in, like some random came up to me. Uh, mm, she's that's a big claim, it. Emily. That's a huge claim. If anyone can dispute that, though, mm. then you know, get in touch. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Alex, you always come up by surprise and I never know what to do with you. What are you? I am a bank holiday, Caroline. (laughs) It's a big acre of time that I have forgotten to fill. Yes, exactly. Uh, Three-day weekend, you'll shout on Friday, oh, thank God, really need it, etc. Etc. But I'm a freelancer, so I work all the time. Or none of the time. Now that I'm freelance, yeah. (laughs) Bank holidays are both a blessing and a curse, Mm. as I don't get paid. Yeah, I was thinking about bank holidays. The reason, the, the way that it led me to this is that um, I'm going to break the fourth wall for a second. We're actually recording this on the 4th of September. <gasps> I know. Scary. Which is actually the day after Labour Day. Oh. There's a well-known rule about Labour Day, isn't there? Yeah. D- never wear white after Labour Day. Yes, which... I don't even know what Labour Day is. So. Yeah, same. Um, and then I was like, what? I don't get it. Why would you wear white after Labour Day? What, what is the hell is it? Anyway, so that's what led me to uh, learn about Labour Day. So I'm going to tell you about that. And then bank holidays. And then why we got weekends off. Oh. A lovely little compact section about basically sticking it to the man. Yeah. And getting we love time that. off. Yeah. Um, Labor Day is the first Monday in September in America uh, that everybody gets off because famously Americans have like two weeks holiday a year. Oh, yes. Um, They hate rest. They hate rest. (laughs) Um, But they also have a lot more bank holidays than us. Um, which they sort of think makes up for it. But obviously you can't go away on like 10 three-day holidays. You'd rather oh, go away no. on like yeah. a couple of long holidays. Yeah, um, they have like Martin Luther King Day and like Veterans Day and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fourth that makes sense. Yeah. Fourth That's of big July. Trump will probably make like Trump Day or something. Sure. Like that. Um, yeah, but Labor Day uh, is celebrated. It's kind of like the end of summer, essentially. So you get a, a day off after the long summer in the fields. Oh, so you're the, after your summer of labour? Yeah. Essentially, oh, all, all bank so holidays... labour like... I, I, for some reason, I always thought it was labour like the political party. Uh, it's not no, even it's called labour, it's called Democrats, isn't it, in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's huh. la- labour as in work. Uh, we don't have it, obviously. But we do have August bank holiday, which is the same thing. Yeah. How um, many bank holidays do we have versus how many do they have? Uh, we have eight, traditionally, I think, unless something royal is getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, we have New Year's Day... Which never used to be a bank holiday, you know. Really? Yep. Cruel. Apart from in Scotland, they've always had it because New Year's is bigger than Christmas in Scotland. Hogmanay. So bigger, yeah, Hogmanay. Um, but I've got a funny story actually about uh, New Year's Day not being a bank holiday. So my dad used to work in steelworks in Corby. And there was a lot of Scots uh, down there. That's where I'm from. Uh, but it's called Mini Scotland. Everyone's Scottish. Long story. Won't go into it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all used to work at the steelworks and you never used to get... New Year's Day off but obviously everybody called in sick on New Year's Day because they were right, hanging right. from the New Year's parties sure. so one day like my dad and like five of his mates that he worked with like got called in and they were like right why were you off yesterday and so one of them was like oh I had a terrible cold you know really awful one of them was like oh my car wouldn't start because of the frost or whatever and then it came to my dad and he was like oh I broke my leg <laughs> and they were like what and obviously he was just standing there completely fine he's like yeah I broke my leg and they were like what the hell are you on about and he went well, it's as believable as the rest of this bullshit. And then they were like, Oh, your dad. Fair play. Yeah, it is. Very good. Like, you know, it was just bullshit. So yeah, we get New Year's Day, we get Good Friday, we get Easter Monday, we get early May bank holiday, spring bank holiday, which is the one at the end of May that always creeps up on you and you're like, yes, extra day. Um, Summer bank holiday, which is August bank holiday, and then Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So that is, yeah, we get eight altogether. Lovely. So we actually get like usually 25 days holiday and then plus eight days so it's, it's it's like three times what Americans get. Well, they have more bank holidays than us. Yeah. I think they have about 15, 16. 
but they have fuck all holiday that they can actually choose. I to find take. that so weird. It's so restricting, like isn't it? Five, How many do they have? Five or ten they days, have, um, or even less. Will, let me just check. Well, we have, we generally you start a job with twenty days off, don't you? At least. Yeah, and then it sort of goes up, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so they get they get ten days holiday traditionally, and they they have ten bank holidays. So it's not actually as many as oh, I thought. Oh, so it's kind of uh, well, no, because we get twenty. No, because we get twenty. Yeah, tw- or thirty three. Yeah, if you have twenty five days holiday, yeah. yeah, which is quite common. So as well. it's a bit shit for them. Um, but yeah, the reason that you don't wear white after Labor Day is simply because it's supposed to be like summer is over. So if you're wearing like oh, a pair of white linen trousers, that's so unmysterious. I know. I thought it was like a yeah. really like a like a like a superstition thing or, or yeah. Because yeah. there's a line in Clueless or something I think where she's like, oh my god, he wore white after Labor Day, or she wore white after Labor Day or something. And so I've heard weird. it, you know, in American sitcoms and stuff, and always been like. What? What are they it's on very about? Odd. Like, so what, but like, I'm sure that doesn't extend to like white shirts and all that kind yeah, of. Yeah, maybe it's just yeah. like you, sh- you shouldn't go full wham. You know? Oh, I see. Um, yeah, so it's it's quite strange, and a lot of bank holidays. So then I delved into bank holidays in general. Uh, came about because uh, of like agriculture and people working in the fields, and it was mm-hmm. like you know you have a you have basically have a day off after the harvest, um, essentially, and they they they're called bank holidays because. The banks were closed. Um, but people who worked in banks didn't work in the fields. Yeah, I know, but, like, what can you do? Hmm. <laughs> I think it, it's... Something so, fishy afoot here. I think, I think that they sort of, it sort of came about, and then when society was more official, the banks called them a bank holiday because you couldn't bank your money on those days. Oh. oh. Do you see what I mean? And also in... Uh, that in 1971 there was the Banking and Financial Dealings Act, um, which was basically the August Bank holiday. And it said it was to give a lead in extending British holidays over a longer summer period. Um, and it was, wasn't supposed to be permanent, but now it is. Oh. Um, and then so I got thinking about like bank holidays and long weekends and weekends, because basically all this comes down to like workers' rights. is like because, you know, like people, uh, bosses and stuff like that used to just work as seven days a week all the time. Mm. There was no respite. I find, yeah, that's such a strange thing to yeah. imagine, isn't it? That's that where m- we're just allowed to work employees all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where um, Mother's Day came from, right? Because it was Mothering Sunday that your house girl could go home one day a year to look after her mother. Was it? I didn't yeah. know that. That was, Yeah, that was the whole deal that she would like one go home day. and relieve her mother <laughs> of all the duties. Yeah. That would she do the day, day off. Oh, for f- so mad. This is mad. Um, but essentially, yeah, it's, it's all about sticking it to the man and getting more days off because, you know, we used to work every day. So then, really interestingly, I thought about weekends because I remember that, like, there was loads of sort of, um, you know, people unionised and were like, hang on, we need some time off. Yeah. Mm. And then I found a really interesting passage um, about how weekends came about. And I knew it was it was around the Industrial Revolution that weekends became a thing because you'd usually work six or seven days a week. That's crazy, isn't it? Yes. And when would you spend your money? Like, I, well, guess, I guess the men would this earn the money a... and the women would spend it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but yeah. essentially, this is one of the really interesting factors of why weekends came about. I mean, not weekends, but like being off on the weekend yeah. came about. Because, so you used to work, you know, a lot more than you do now. In fact, by the way, in 20 years, I honestly think we'll look back and be like, I can't believe we used to work five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be four days a week. Anyway, that's just my prediction. If you're listening in uh, 2038 and it's right, please you're get in touch with me. Hatching this out of the time capsule that they yes, buried it in exactly. as examples of 2018 culture. Please do. Um, yeah, so it came about because obviously there was a lot of religious days of rest. You'd have one day of rest if you were religious. So like Christians have Sunday as the day of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, uh, Jewish people have Saturday as a day of rest. Yeah. And I think Friday is apparently a, a traditional uh, Muslim day of rest, right? So that would be, you'd probably work six days a week if you were religious, seven if you were just cane in the dollar. Um <laughs> So essentially, this uh, kind of happened in the US and then it sort of, you know, transgressed over to the UK and worldwide, I guess, in the Western world, I should say. Uh, So basically, weekends have been around for less than 100 years. Mm. Wow. Um, Wow. Like properly. Like it started in the Industrial Revolution, sort of turn of the century, 1900. But um, when it became official, um, it was because like loads of factories and stuff like that, when people were sort of um, moving from farms to factories, Mm -hmm. they were obviously doing like a lot sort of heavier work a lot more manual work uh, not more manual but sort of like it was more intense yeah, yeah. and they because weren't working for their own farms yes, anymore exactly, they were working yeah. for an employer yeah. and they were working like you know eight till eight or whatever instead of like on the farm they could just sort of do their own hours and be a bit more relaxed yeah. and so then they had like foremen and bosses and it was all a lot more official um so people started to 
get knackered and be mm. like, hang on, we need a bit of time off. And right? the bloody kids were doing it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like exactly. Eighty yeah. year olds in the factories and yeah. stuff. Um, so then they wanted like time off to spend with their families and stuff like that. And there was loads of labor strikes in the US, um, and they didn't want to work seven days. Absolutely fine. So basically, because Christians were allowed the Sunday off and Jewish people were allowed the Saturday off and Muslim people were allowed the Friday off, mm-hmm. um, essentially bosses realised that it was more of a faff to give like certain people that day off and certain people that day off. So they just eventually caved and said, "Yeah, you can get a Saturday Sunday off." Really? Oh, wow. Because it was less. It was, le- it was less, less hassle. Yeah, less hassle, and it was more productive to just have everybody off the same, same two days. Surely, if this started off in the UK in the Industrial Revolution, most of the country is going to be Christian, right? Um, this is actually what happened in the US, but I think it was happening oh. over here in a similar way. I see. Um, because the Industrial Revolution was kind of happening at the same time. But yeah, I guess for us it would be more traditionally Sunday. Yeah. And also, this is a really interesting fact. So, one of the most influential people in having weekends was Henry Ford of Ford Cars. Really? Because he realised that his workers were a really big part of his customer base. <gasps> of course. And they wouldn't buy a car if they had no time to use it. Oh, so once, that's fascinating. I know. So once they had two days off a week, they would all, per- well, not all, loads of them would purchase a car. Yeah. So, so they could spend and, it in their free time. family. And then, yeah. yeah, and then bosses realised, hang on, if people have the spare time, they're going to spend money and there's going to go into the economy. Is, it like is good you say. for capitalism. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, he began to give his factory workers a two-day weekend in the early 1900s. So, yeah, so I feel a bit sorry for Muslims because they didn't get the Friday off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe in the future it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Yes, please. Yeah, so Very fight nice. for your bank holidays, fight for your weekends off, fight for four days a week now, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what we should be aiming for. Because everyone is so yeah. much sounder on, exactly. on the four-day weeks when there's a bank holiday. Oh, Monday they off. are. So much nicer. Yeah. And yeah. Even the biggest twat in your office would be, like, yeah, a little so bit much, sounder. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So basically, yeah, stick it to the man, fuck the Tories, fight for your rights to pie. Fabulous. I co-sign. So guys, every now and then we do our guidance counsellor session, which is how we learn how to be smart women through the mistakes and judgement of other people. Mm. Uh, Every so often we trawl Reddit relationships to see who's got a problem and then we answer it without being asked to. And yeah, we kind of go from there. We would use our own, but we literally have none of our own problems. No, no problems whatsoever. No. I'm fulfilled sexually and professionally. Same. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm fine with having no foreseeable career and getting laid once a year, so that's... Yeah, so that's not a problem. No. Because you're used to it. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> used to it, not happy, sorry. Yeah. Used to it. Used it's all about it. realistic goals. Yes. Guys. Yeah, like a lukewarm path of disappointment. Yes. Ease yourself in and never get out Oh, because you're dead. God, that is started out as a joke but it's like It's really real becoming life. quite something. <laughs> well, time to <laughs> warm that bath up. <laughs> warm that bath up with some good old-fashioned advice for the teenagers and middle-aged people of Reddit. Yes. What do they have to say this week? Hannah? Uh, so this week um, we have found a post from Tasty Red Balloons ah. who asks, should I, a 21-year-old female, uninvite my now ex, 21-year-old male, to my party? Mm. She says, I broke up with my boyfriend exactly one week ago. He was attempting to cheat on me <gasps> multiple attempting? times. And I was finally sick of it and brave enough to pull the cord. We dated for about a year. I'm not even sad. She sounds like she is over him. Um... That being said, she says, my ex has not stopped messaging me. I haven't blocked him yet, though maybe I should. I don't know. It feels mm. too dramatic for my taste. Um, he's sending me emojis, hearts and animals and bullshit, <laughs> Ugh, which I don't reply to. <laughs> hearts and animals and bullshit. Yeah. I love that she says that and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the small concern I'm having now is I'm hosting a party tomorrow to kick off the new semester. I've been planning it for about a month and I think it's going to be really fun. I created a Facebook event for it about a month ago and I naturally invited my boyfriend at the time, but now I absolutely do not want him there. I don't know if he's even going to show up, but in the small chance that he does, I think it might ruin my night. Fair enough. She says, mm. should I uninvite him to the Facebook event and send him a message expressing that I would appreciate if he doesn't make an appearance? Should I say nothing and just know that he probably won't come? 
Yes, in this circumstance, I'd say, yeah, because you're going to be doing that thing all night where you're pretending to listen to what somebody's saying, but actually you're seeing where he is. Yeah, you're like, shit, is he going to walk in? Yeah. And you're planning what you're going to say when you walk, when he walks in. Yeah, yeah, you're you're living in a 3D chess game that may never even happen. Yes, and you might not even... So many times I've been like, you know, put on something different for in case the guy turned up or whatever, and then they just don't come. Yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I feel like a right knob now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And it does sound like he hasn't gotten the hint. And so he seems like the kind of person who might just show up at a party, just, oh, I'm just showing up for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. or maybe he'll get Grabbing drunk my beforehand coat. and yeah. then be like, I'm making a big statement and I'm going to come in during the party and profess my love to you because he's 21. Like, Oh, hmm. God, they're just... Yeah, they're live wires that age, aren't they? You can't expect what men are going to do at that age, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Especially as they can't, you know, say an emoji in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Heart emoji. Yeah. Yeah, I quite like that um, her main concern is like, do I uninvite him to the Facebook event? Like, that's such a kind of... It's so cute. (laughs) It's cute, right? It's like, oh, maybe he won't know where you live then. It's like, "Mm, maybe he'll get the message. He won't Mm. notice. Chances are he won't notice. Yeah, just message him and say... uninvited him from a Facebook event. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'd appreciate it if you didn't come on Friday or whatever day. Yeah. Since thing is, you tried to cheat on me several times. Yeah, like, tried. He didn't even manage it. Yeah, I know. What a, what a loser. <laughs> I know. We can't even successfully cheat. At on least someone. do it. If you're I, do I it. know. <laughs> That's what I say about everybody who's thinking about an affair. I'm like, just do it. And like, if you're thinking about it this much, you're already basically cheating. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> anyway, I think the main problem with this is not so much as the party. It's that she wants. Basically, she wants her ex to be out of her life, as most of us do when we realise that we're no longer attracted to somebody and we don't really want them around. But you also don't want to seem like a dick. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you know, you want to be like the amiable ex yeah. who's cool and chill. And maybe cool they have like mutual friends and stuff. Yeah, although sure. I'm friends with my exes, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be if they cheated on me, to be no. fair. And the thing is, if they do have mutual friends in common and he has attempted to cheat on her several times, I think it's okay for her to be like, you know what? I am going to be pissed. Yeah. Because I think she secretly is angry, but she's too pent up on being a chill girl. Yeah, yeah you know that's I mean? true. She's worried about that, even though he's the douche. Taylor's old as time. Well, she does say at the beginning, I'm a bit angry at the injustice of it all, but that's it. So she's kind of good. She says, I've been living off good riddance vibes and getting excited about being single. But you are straight You again. are straight away. Mm. Then, it's, then it sets in. Yeah, the loneliness. Yeah, the loneliness feelings mm. come. Yeah. And then also, if he turns up and he's like flirty with some of the girls, she's going to feel like a prized knob. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think maybe she should recruit a friend to like bounce the party. Ooh. And then be like, sorry, not coming in, Jake. I feel like that's his name. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Dylan. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Chad. <laughs> I always think Americans use Reddit. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, don't, no, no, no. Tell him to piss off. Because yeah. otherwise, she might get a new D. Yeah. Yeah, and she's not even going to be able to put herself in the mindset of new D if she's thinking her old D is going to show up. Exactly. Yeah. You must only have one no. D target at the party. Send him a, a kind text. Don't do the uninviting for the Facebook thing because that just looks weird and childish. Yeah. Just say, look, I'm like a massively hot potato. There's going to be loads of Ds at that party. I can't have your old D there. You yeah. cheating bastard. <laughs> See you never. Hope you die. Bye. Sounds great. Well, that's all for this week. I very much hope a bank holiday didn't randomly fly into you wearing a tea cosy and break your neck. If you have enjoyed this episode, please remember to go and rate, review and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you get your podcasts from or tweet about us or do something nice for a friend. Uh... Thanks to Harry Harris for our jingles, Gavin Day for our logo and Soho Radio Studios for our recording space. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. Of doom. Of doom. (laughs) 